When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily. Available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. I think it's going to be a physical game. You know, they've, they're good up front. Uh, Harrison's a big big body guy anyway uh, so it, it's going to be it's going to be a pretty physical battle and then you know their DBs hit pretty good and linebackers you know uh, Jared Davis is a good football player and um, good thumper and uh, you know I think we have some guys too. Mike Zimmer there today at the podium and uh, let me just let you on a little reporter insight what happened during that press conference. Before we get to Jeff Rieger for the one ticket. All right, so Zimmer's going up to the podium, and they're indoors for practice because they're going to play indoors. And uh, Zimmer starts talking, it, and we can't hear him. It's like a loud noise in the background. It's like, what is that? Yeah, everybody cut it out a bunch. Yeah, everybody starts looking around. What is that noise? It's CJ Ham hitting the sled after practice. I mean, neck roll, wow. my friend. It's not, neck roll. It's not yeah. often. Fullbacks. It's not often. I applaud. I'm applauding right now. You know what that was? That that's like a Corey he, Schlesinger. He moment, should consider back Lions brace fullback. too. Then yeah, the the See, back I want brace. I the back brace the, back. Yeah. Uh, let's bring in uh, Jeff Rieger from ninety-seven. <sighs> won the ticket. Who is the best fullback in Lions history, Jeff? Um, Schlesinger. <laughs> I kind of like Schlesinger just because he always broke his helmets, and I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> By the way, nothing fun like that ever happens at Lions press conferences. Like nothing ever, with the exception of the head coach last year questioning why a reporter is uh, uh, slouching his posture. But other than that, you know, we don't get fun stuff like that. Oh, that's too bad. Mike Zimmers are always worth going to. Earlier in the week, he he and I went back and forth, and he said, I've got a stat for you because you like stats. Stat boy, and yeah, uh, so so then I, I <laughs> nerd, and then I said I I know you're into analytics, Mike. I knew it. Um, so there there are always interesting moments with Zimmer, plus other times where he calls people out. Um, that happens quite a bit. So that, it's not that way with Matt Patricia, huh? Oh no, not that way at all. You ask Matt Patricia a question about the like today, for instance, somebody asked him about why can't you run the football, and he ends up talking about like. Pad level and goal line <laughs> offense. Oh, Collar loves that stuff, man. Yeah, I do love pad you know, level. It's great to play football. Yeah, history of football is amazing. It's like the <laughs> it's like the rope it up. You ask him about one thing, he's talking about something else. Oh man, that's the, football, guys. Yeah, uh, well, that's that's the Belichick style. Where every once in a while, I'll see a transcript where Belichick has talked for ninety four minutes about some special teamer <laughs> or something. It's just like. 
Yeah, you guys aren't going to get me this week. I'm just going to talk about something that you will hate listening to for a really long time. Is he changed <laughs> at all, Jeff? Is is Matt Patricia different? We were just talking about this. I was asking Judd if he would respect Matt Patricia more if they beat the Vikings this week. Is it is it a different feel around that building? You know, you like to say it is because they they had a nice start, right? I mean, they did blow the game against the Cardinals, but then they won the next two against the Chargers and the Eagles. And that was kind of before we realized that the Chargers weren't any good and the Eagles might not be any good. (laughs) But he's tried to be better. Like the whole buy-in thing, the lack of buy-in last year, it seems like the players have bought in more. But it could be that this team just isn't very good, too. So I still think the jury's out on that. I think he's trying more, though. I think he realized that, you know, running you to death in OTAs and minicamp probably wasn't the route that uh, he wanted to winning football games. So he's been a little lighter. He's been a little more player-friendly. But, but again, will it work out? We wait and see. As far as beating Minnesota, that's a very tough task to ask. So, Jeff, do do the Lions uh, come back off the screw job in Green Bay, uh, PO'd, determined, and and fighting, or do they come back short week, tired, ticked off, and saying, ah, whatever? What do you think? Well, that's the million. That's the million-dollar question. See, I think I think at least early on, the Lions have been really good in the first and second quarter this season. So I think you'll see some fight and determination, but maybe a little adversity would turn that. I mean, I think what people don't realize is the Lions' defense, and Matt Patricia is supposed to be this defensive wizard. He is a rocket scientist. I kid you not. Like, literally a rocket scientist. But this Lions' defense isn't very good. They're on the field for like a league worth 70 snaps per week. They have the worst scoring defense in the fourth quarter. So I think as these games progress, the Lions had the lead in the fourth quarter every game, all five games, and they've only won two of them. So they've blown the other three. So I think it's more a matter of not what happened on Monday night, but just kind of who this Lions team is. They can't stop the run, and you guys run the ball really well. So I think that's probably the major key. As far as Monday night, though, This is just me, personally. The Lions have been screwed so many times, whether it's Kelvin Johnson not completing the process, that game in Seattle like five years ago when nobody knew the rule, you know, the Dallas game where they picked up the flag in the postseason, and now Monday night where, I mean, again, did they play well enough to win? You like to think so. Did they get screwed by the officials? It sure seems like it. The craziest thing of all is the Lions just take it. I don't understand it. Bob Quinn, the GM, doesn't say anything. The owner, Martha Ford, doesn't say anything. The the million-dollar quarterback, the $27 million man, Matthew Stafford, never says anything. It's the most bizarre thing in the world that these guys continue to get jobs screwed, and they just kind of like, yeah, whatever, we'll just get ready for, uh, you know, Minnesota. So, So I think they'll be ready to play. I do. I just find it bizarre that that maybe you've tried everything else. Maybe you should say something about it. Maybe they, maybe the league would stop disrespecting you then. Well, that's what uh, Judd's theory was, Jeff, that it would be uh, like they got screwed, so now the Vikings will have calls go against them as the <laughs> league tries to make it up. But I don't think the league cares to make up anything to Detroit. No, and I'm with you, by the way. I mean, like, it, it is a good theory, right? If you believe in the whole, well, the Lions got screwed and now the league wants to make it good, so you're going to see a lot of defensive pass interference calls when the Lions are on offense. I mean, well, your quarterbacks are pretty physical, so I guess they could buy it. But with that being said, I have yet to see one game where the Lions are actually on the good end of favor. The league doesn't respect them. So, well, 
I think every Lions fan would love to believe in the makeup call, and they just get a ton of penalties that go their way on uh, Sunday. I'm not so sure I buy it. That game, though, in Green Bay was, as, and I don't even care about Detroit one bit, right? But that was an <laughs> all-timer. Because you're not talking about just one bad call. You're talking about three what I thought were atrocious calls, one questionable call, and and for that, and the two on Flowers are still, to me, mind-boggling yeah. because he didn't, you know, it's one thing if you grab the mat, the face mask, right? And, and you might say, okay, that's close, but he, did, he didn't. He didn't even come close. And for that guy to make that call not once but twice and completely screw them, to me, is still off the charts. No, and I'm absolutely with you. Like, like uh, again, it kind of goes back to not saying anything about it, but, but as the story goes, Bakhtiari goes to the official and says, listen, my head's been up all game long. And then the official sees, like, oh, my God, his head's up, even though Flowers isn't really touching his face mask. So I get calling it once, maybe. Like, I get calling it with about nine minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, which extended the Packers' drive, which allowed them to get a touchdown from some receiver. Nobody's ever heard of, mind you, but <laughs> typical Lions, by the way. But, like, I, I get doing it once, but then to do it again blows my mind to essentially end any chance of the Lions winning that football game because you know Mason Crosby's going to miss make the chip shot. But the other penalty screwed him, too. Like, no matter what you want, like the Kerryon Johnson fumble slash incomplete. Mm-hmm. It's ruled a fumble, which is, means it's a Lions first down, which means they extend the drive, which means they get maybe a touchdown and end this thing. But instead, it goes to review and they say, not nah, definitely incomplete. You got to kick a long Matt Prater field goal. And then the other one was the Marvin Jones pass interference. Now, I'm not one to blame the officials. I, I mean, I just think. Leave it to no chance you got to play better. You set up for five field goals. It, you know, you had, you were awful the last three quarters offensively. I think the offense had 110 yards total offense. So they just need to be better. But, but I'm totally with you. Like, if you watch this game as just a neutral observer, just watching Monday Night Football, it's hard to come away with any other opinion than the Lions got jobbed. And, and again, the Trey Flowers calls blow my mind because one time I get, Two times for a guy that's never been called for that penalty. That's insane. Talking with Jeff Rieger of 97, the one, the ticket in Detroit. All right, Matt Stafford goes from throwing a lot of short passes the last couple of years under Jim Bob Cooter to now launching it down the field all the time <laughs> to his receivers who can go up and get it, Jeff. Is this the right way to use Matt Stafford, to have him throw contested catches down the field to Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay? Well, it has worked. It has worked at least for yards per attempt because Matt Stafford leads the league in that. And uh, it, it is an uh, improvement to what you saw with Jim Bob Cooter, as you saw. Like, like we all thought Daryl Bevel was going to come in and it was going to be just run, 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 run. And then a third down, maybe throw it to your tight end to fall four, you know, four yards to get a first down and, and just kind of complete it. So I've been impressed by the fact that they're allowing Stafford to kind of do what he's comfortable with, play action, launching the ball. The problem is, in that Green Bay game, if you just want to look at that, it worked in the first drive with the flea flicker. It worked in the second drive with the long pass to Marvin Hall. But then it went away. I think they went deep one more time the remainder of the game, and and that was it. And I'm, I'm curious why they stopped that. The thing about Stafford, though, is where he used to be really good in the fourth quarter and coming back when they were down, that's kind of gone away. And if you watch the Lions this year, the offense has kind of gone away after the half, it seems like. But, yeah, I like what they've done with Stafford. I like what they've done with the offense. 
But you, you still need to see more, and you need to complete more drives into touchdowns rather than field goals. Boys, this league is so screwed up. Have, have you seen who the referee assigned to Sunday's game is? I just found this. It's a guy by what the name. It's a guy by the name of, and we're all going to say who. His name is Brad Rogers. He is a brand new referee. That sounds made up in this league. Well, no, no, it's true. It, it's an entire story. They're putting story. a new ref. They're putting, they're, they're putting a new ref. According to according to a website, <laughs> Football Zebras, they're putting a new ref on this game who has never who is in his first year in a game coming off one and people will actually be watching this game if nothing else for officiating. I give up with this league. That's amazing. They are so stupid. <laughs> Other than that though, Jets that is fine. Remarkable. Yes, I know you're wow, at a loss for words too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's typical, though, because, you know, as much as everybody likes to bitch and moan and whine about the officiating, we all turn up the next week and we watch, <laughs> yeah. and we all get angry, and then we just come back the next week. Like, everybody talks about fixing officiating, and everybody, especially after that Lions game, you know, and, of course, go back to the Saints and the Rams game for the NFC title. Everybody has their various thoughts. Like, oh, my God, this great thought. You could now challenge offensive and defensive pass interference. Yeah, that's worked well because one has been overturned of, like, 300. So it's almost like, I don't know how you guys feel. I'm literally to the point where screw the replay, screw the reviews, just let it be the humans calling the plays or uh, doing the officiating like it used to be. And whatever happens, happens. Because I don't think this league's ever going to get it right. Like, do you still know what it catches? I I literally don't. Well, not after the other night, because I thought the guy had it and fumbled it, but then they said that he didn't. Right. And I was like, wait, didn't he catch it and get his feet down or whatever? I thought we agreed on that. Um, no, I've actually, I'm, I've been with you on this, Jeff. I have been calling Instant Replay the monster that we let out of the box and now is eating us all to death in all of sports. <laughs> like, ev- everything. The NCAA tournament was here, and every tip ball that goes oh. off somebody's finger, it made me want to jump off the top of U.S. Bank Stadium. It was just brutal well, that we have to go to replay. Play it's everything. like a seven-minute review. Yeah. It's like a ten-minute review to find out if the ball's inbounds, outbounds, who went out of bounds on. I mean, ask Auburn. They got screwed in that. But but you're, you're so right. Like, the replay now, you can slow it down so it makes the officials look stupid anyhow, when in reality, you know, who's going to be able to call most of these plays in yep. real time? And and the games take forever. Like, how many times are you going to slow down a touchdown from the three-yard line? It's going to be a touchdown regardless. Is he in? Is he not in? Let's spend three minutes looking to see if his butt crossed the line. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, it sounded like a great idea early on, I think, to everybody. Everybody was, like, on board. Yes, get it right. Too much is at stake. And now I think if you polled people, if they were being honest, they'd be like, you know what? Take all the replay away, and, and, and just whatever happens on the field, we'll deal with. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you, man. Uh, last thing for you, Jeff. Uh, give us sure. a uh, what if they win, what if they lose Detroit perspective, because we've been kind of kicking this around from the Vikings. If they win, we're going to feel like, man, this team really got it together and is on their way, especially with Mahomes not out and the Vikings playing them in two weeks. Um, but if they lose, we might feel like eh, it's kind of back to the same thing. Every time they play a division game or a big game on the road, they can't win it. So what is the Detroit version of that? By the way, Lions fans are honored that you're calling this a big game because that, that's, that's <laughs> nice to Lions fans. But um, I, I would say, okay, so if they win, let's start with the positives, which I'm not quite sure they're going to. But if they win, all the goals are still in front of them, not to mention Green Bay has got a next tough couple of games. I mean, granted, there's no Patrick Mahomes, I guess, for next week. But 
if you look at it, they got the Raiders this week. If the Packers happen to lose, the Lions happen to win, then you can still make it up in your head that they can win the division, regardless of the fact that, you know, if the Packers go five and five in their next ten, that's a ten win team. That means the Lions have to go eight and three, which I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure they can do. That's asking a lot. But I think you win and everything's in front of you. The goals are in front of you. If you lose, it's easy. It's there's a little saying, it's an acronym here in Detroit. SOL stands for Same Old Lions, and Same Old Lions seems to pop up in the most ridiculous ways. And you saw it Monday night with some of those penalties. If they lose, it's pretty much what every prognosticator said about this team preseason, that they're just not very good. Maybe they're a 6 7 win football team, and uh, while they're trying to build things, you're going to have to wait until next year. So this is gigantic for the Detroit Lions because the other thing, too, is if they lose this football game, all the goodwill they built up from beating the Chargers, beating the Eagles, then the biggest moral victory ever, almost beating the Chiefs, which was really bizarre, that's all now going to be gone, and people are going to see this team for what they've always seen this team, which is kind of a sham. So so I think it's a giant game, and even more giant after they lost to Green Bay. Yeah, you know, Jeff, I, I think if Detroit loses this game, then people will be going to the grocery store and getting the grocery bags and starting to you know, get the Sharpies out <laughs> to start to write on them and cut out the eyeballs and everything else again. Um, but, but that is amazing Never how one game... Before, guys. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, it's amazing how one game uh, can swing kind of the entire feel of uh, of a team so always great stuff jeff thanks for coming on you were on twice this week uh because we needed you wow, to man. rant about the ref so great stuff appreciate your time man yeah, guys guys if your ratings go down this week you know it's my fault okay? <laughs> so just watch for that you can't go down from zero jeff all right let's uh <laughs> all right, take it easy oh, jeff. matthew great, color by great, the way great stuff buddy See ya. thanks see you guys take care we got plenty of podcast downloads. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And, and let's let's decide whether we think the Vikings are going to win this game. Like right. we spend three days talking about all the things that could go either way, and uh, let's figure it out when we get back. Matthew Collar, Judd Zolgad for the next few minutes. Mackie and Judd with Rami coming up at four on Score North. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. 